Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well, so why am I doing magic And card tricks As we kick off a new sermon series? For fun, yes, uh, but also we're thinking about knowing God, and while it is pretty amazing magic to know what card Nathaniel drew, uh, it's probably even a little more complex and uh, challenging sometimes to know God and to know exactly who God is. And so what we're reflecting on this morning is this whole idea of faith and what is faith all about. And so as we start off, uh, I'm going to share uh, my outline with you. Here, here's, here's the points that I'm going to be making here today. I'll walk you through my outline before we even start. Uh, the points are this. One, there's going to be some talk about all or nothing. We're going to talk about Death Valley, California. We're going to talk about Jesus, the Good Shepherd. And then finally, we're going to talk about grabbing strange legs and then wrap it up with some conversation about escalators. Okay? It makes perfect sense. You, you see all the connections already, I know. Some of you already know exactly where I'm going. That's perfect. And it's all going to be around this theme and this main idea. There's a page actually in the bulletin with some images that go with the sermon a little bit today. Uh, so here's the main idea, that faith, like all of life, is full of ups and downs. But God is there for every step, for every one of our sometimes clumsy, excited, anxious, sometimes joyful, heartbreaking, hopeful steps. God is there. That's the idea of faith I want to lift up and celebrate. But I want to start with a couple of images, and that's what's in the bulletin here, of what I think are not always such helpful images for thinking about faith. And that is, one way that we often think about faith is that it's all or nothing. That you either have faith or you have no faith. That you've either got it all figured out, you know God, you know it all, or you know nothing and there is no God, God is far away. And so like that image of you're either getting that hug from Jesus and it feels so warm and nice or else, nope, nothing, Jesus who? And I think in reality, that's not exactly a helpful way of thinking about faith. And so my question is, what if instead of all or nothing faith, instead of thinking about how it is that what we're thinking where we're at within our faith, what if we approach it instead by asking, where is God in faith? And started with the promise that God is always there with us. And what if that is what our faith was founded on, is that God is there whether we believe it or feel it on any given day or not. 
Death Valley, California. Uh, how many of you have heard of Death Valley, California before? I'm guessing many of you, most of you. Uh, it's a hot place. You don't want to go there for a picnic or to go camping. It gets up to like 130 degrees. It's one of the hottest, driest places in the whole country, if not the world. And so that's how it's earned its name. Death Valley, not a real pleasant place. It is a dry, arid place. When you see those pictures of Death Valley, you see pictures of cracked mud and dried up earth, right? Like nothing lives there. It's just dead and barren. In 2016, something really interesting happened in Death Valley. Rain. <laughs> they got rain, and not just a little bit of rain, but a lot of rain. They got many inches of rain, and so the ground got soaked. And what happened over the next few weeks is that dead, brown, barren wasteland started growing wildflowers. And what happened is what scientists call a super bloom, and all of a sudden Death Valley was transformed into this field of beautiful flowers just blooming like crazy. It's hard to even imagine. Everyone wave at the helicopter flying over. It's, hey, welcome to Elk River Lutheran. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, like I said, Death Valley was transformed. If you Google Death Valley Super Bloom, you can see pictures of it. It became beautiful. And so what we learned from that experience is that Death Valley, that dead, barren wasteland, isn't nearly as dead and barren as it looks most of the time. That there were dormant seeds there just waiting for a little bit of water, a little bit of moisture to bloom and fill that space with color. Uh, the psalm writer of Psalm 23 uh, says this. Psalm 23 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. The promise is that even in the darkest valleys of our life, God is right there alongside of us. God is right there with us. Even when we look more like the dry, barren death valley, the blooms of the flowers are just there right under the surface too. God is always there. Jesus in that uh, reading we just heard read says it this way. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd does not own the sheep, sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep, runs away because the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. I own zero sheep, but I do have three boys, one who is just up there running around. And so as you can see, they scatter every once in a while. And so it kind of feels like a shepherding job sometimes. Uh, my sister is here with them trying to shepherd them this morning. Good job, Amy. Um, and so uh, I don't have sheep, but I do have kids and our youngest Ben is a year and a half old now. He's a full-blown toddler running around, and uh, he is a busy boy. And so one thing that happens here at church and other places where we go, uh, we'll be with us, and he'll, wanna, he'll wiggle out of our arms and want to get down so that he can run around. And so he'll run around, look around, and then he'll come running back to us and grab on tight to mom or dad's legs. You've seen toddlers do this before, right? He'll play this little game where he'll run around, and then he'll come back and grab mom or dad and squeeze tight. 
but something Sometimes something else happens. Sometimes he'll go to grab onto mom or dad's leg and he'll grab onto a stranger's leg. Have you seen kids do this before? He'll grab on super tight to some stranger's leg and they're looking down like, I don't know. And because Annie and I are just standing a few feet away, just kind of watching it all happen, saying, oh boy, oh boy, you know. And we watch as he just feels so safe and secure. He thinks he's just got life figured out. He's just holding on tight to mom or dad. Life is good. And then he looks up. And he's like, "Uh uh-oh. And that moment of realization happens, and he lets go, and he takes a step back, and he starts kind of panically looking around for mom or dad and comes running to real mom and dad's leg and grabs on tight. I think we, I think we as adults... Uh, sometimes grab onto some strange legs as well. I don't mean literally, maybe, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, uh, what I mean is we grab onto different things that give us security and comfort. We think, oh, if I grab it, you know, if I grab onto this money, if I just have enough money and hold on tight to it, then, then life will be good. I'm just co- totally comfortable. I-, I got this under control. I think control itself is another one of those things. It's another strange leg we grab onto control. Some of you are maybe planners where you think, you know, if I just get everything planned out, if it's on the calendar, I can handle it. And, you know, any adjustments, well, there are no adjustments because it's in the calendar. We have a plan here. It will go this way. And so we find comfort and uh, security in that. Sometimes I think religion even becomes that. We think, you know, well, I'll come to church on Sunday and then, then I'm good. Yeah, I'm good for the rest of the week. I don't even need God the rest of the week. No, yeah, I was at church on Sunday. Come on, you know. And so we grab onto these strange legs. We grab onto things that give us security and comfort. But in the end, those aren't the things that are truly life-giving and ultimately provide the greatest comfort. I don't know what it's like to be God, I'll be the first to admit that, but I do know what it's like to be a dad watching my kid 10 feet away grab a stranger's leg (laughs) to watch him feel so confident that he's so safe and secure that, oh, life is good. And then to watch that kind of fall apart as he realizes, oh, I don't know this person. And all of a sudden, his, his whole life is just kind of you know, blown away because he can't believe it. It's just his reality is shaken because he's not nearly as comfortable or as secure as he thought because he was holding on to a stranger's leg. Uh, God, I think, just looks at us sometimes and thinks, oh, look at you. You're holding on to that thing, but, you know, I'm right here. You know, yes, that's cute. You find some comfort with whatever it is there. You hold on tight to that, but just know, uh, when the rubber really hits the road, I will be right here. Whether you're holding on to me, whether you're even looking for me or not, God says, I am right here all along, and there's nothing that can separate you from my love. That's what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 38. He says this, he says, I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation, none of the strange legs you might grab on tight to, none of those things will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. God is there. Whether we're looking or not, whether we are feeling it or not, God is always there. 
And so we celebrate that as we think about faith and knowing God. The other, I think, less helpful image of faith is a chart that is always going up and to the right. If you see that image, you think, up and to the right, what's your right? Am I doing it right? There we go, up and to the right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we think about life as faith as this a thing where if you were born and then we just keep getting better and better, right? We learn more, we get to know God more, we just head straight up and to the right. No matter what's happening, life is getting better, we're getting better, we're knowing God more. And by the end of our lives, you know, we are so strong in our faith, we got everything figured out. And so Jesus just gives us a big old high five and a hug and says, Hey, well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome home. That's a nice idea. (laughs) But I haven't always felt myself going just straight up on that trajectory because there's bumps along the way. Uh, Within the Christian tradition, there's this story in the Bible called Jacob's Ladder that's sometimes used as an image for this, this idea that, you know, we just keep getting better and better until the end of our life and then we're, you know, welcomed into heaven. It's like we're just climbing that ladder, getting better. It's the stairway to heaven, which is way better than the highway to hell. (laughs) and don't go there. Um, But we get that idea that, you know, well, we just got to keep getting better and then we're getting closer to God and pretty soon we're there and that's it. That's good. But in reality, I think a life of faith is a lot more choppy and a real life faith chart has some big ups, some big downs, some real joys and some real challenges, happy times, sad times. The little chart that I put together there, you know, has some weird random things on it. There's a duck, like what does that even mean? But this is life and faith. There are ups and downs. There are joys and challenges and God is with us every step of the way. That's the good news in the midst of it. The idea that we're just always going up, it just doesn't ring true for me. I don't know about you. Maybe you've been on that upward trajectory. Life is just good. Life and faith just up and to the right. But for me, there's been ups and downs. And so uh, one of the things I was thinking about this week was uh, my first time seeing an escalator. Uh, I grew up in North Dakota, and so I was, you know, country boy. And so by the time I saw my first escalator, Boy, howdy, I thought I had arrived. Look at this escalator. Stairs that you don't even have to do anything on. And so I remember standing at the bottom of the escalator and watching as the stairs come down. And I stood there and I thought what I think every kid kind of thinks as they see that escalator coming down. I stood there and I looked and I thought, I think I can make it to the top. I think think I can run all the way up the down escalator and it'll be awesome. It'll be, I can do it. And so I psyched myself up. I took off running up the escalator and I was making some pretty good progress when I was stopped in my tracks. Coming down the escalator was a well-dressed man in a suit who did not say a word to me, but with every ounce of his body and face, said, don't go up the down escalator. It was clear. And so I'll just keep going down. But I made it most of the way up. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. The Lutheran theologian, uh, Gerhard Ferdy, who taught at Luther Seminary in St. Paul for years and years, he one time said this, he said, in the question of law and gospel, our incurable tendency is to go up 
the down staircase, meaning that we have it in our minds that we can make it up the down escalator, that we can make it up to God. Like, even if we know that God's love comes as a free gift, that it's grace and all that, but yeah, but we're pretty good people, right? We're going to sneak in a few extra points and earn our way up to God's love and forgiveness. We're going to do all of these good things. We're going to come to church on a Sunday. We're going to give to support the poor. We're not even going to murder people, if you can believe it. We're going to just do all these good things, and uh, and we'll earn our way up that staircase, that stairway to heaven. We're on our way. But instead, our Lutheran tradition talks about that stairway to heaven as being a downward staircase. It's the downward escalator because God has come down among us. This life of faith isn't about us earning God's love and working our way up to heaven, but instead it's acknowledging and celebrating that God is here in our midst, that God in Jesus has come among us and has brought that love and forgiveness not to be earned or purchased, but as a free gift of God, as grace. As Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, this is the gift from God. Faith like all of life, is full of ups and downs. So wherever you find yourself in the midst of an up or down, know this, God is with us for every step. For every one of our sometimes clumsy, excited, anxious, joyful, heartbreaking, hopeful steps, God is there. Faith is only all or nothing in so much as God is always there with us. Through the ups and downs, God is there. God is here. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.